This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, good morning, everyone. It's good to be here in the house of God today uh, with you and with you there at home in your car whenever you uh, tap in and uh, to the live stream and listen. We're glad to be with you uh, today uh, through the miracle of technology. And speaking of technology, uh, you, there's opportunity for uh, all of us uh, to uh, give to the project um, the media project we're well on our way we need to continue until we get there we want to keep upgrading and bringing uh, the word of God the message uh, should go beyond these four walls there are people all around the world that listen to uh, that listen to the word that want the word that are hungry for the word of God and you know I believe that today if you're one of those that the Bible teaches us in uh, Genesis, said the Spirit of God was hovering over, was brooding over, was outstretched over uh, the waters and waiting for the word, waiting for the word to be spoken. I don't know about you, but uh, each morning I'm up and waiting for the word. All through the day I'm waiting for the word and sometimes I'm aware of the presence of God and sometimes I'm not but I see from the the word that when I'm waiting for the word to be spoken when I have a listening heart one that wants to hear what he says so that I can obey that the spirit of God is looking for those kinds of people he's waiting brooding over those kinds of people. And when uh, the word is given, and it's given to those who want the word, who are listening for the word, who are looking to see what God would say to them, see, then the Spirit of God will move. And he'll move powerfully. We may feel it. We may not feel it. We may sense it. We may not uh, sense it or even be aware but I'll tell you God's setting you up with a future that'll be beyond anything you could ask or think or dream or hope for and we're thankful for that today anybody here waiting for the word well I believe that we have we can we can hear uh God uh, speaking out of his word. And this is, we're going to read out of Isaiah, the 58th chapter. This will be, I've got the Amplified Bible, but I'm going to read it off of their notes here, which is the NIV. Uh, you may have a different version of the Bible, but it will, the context is the, is the same. The title of this, all this uh, month is chosen, that you and I are chosen. You are chosen by God and for God. And this begins uh, with, in verse number 6 of Isaiah 58, it says, Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice 
and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on, in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like noonday. The Lord will guide you always and he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. And you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Isaiah 58, 6 through 11. I want to um, speak to you today about this truth. You are chosen by God. God is with you. God is for you. And God is the one who loves you with an unfailing love. And he has purposed to share with us his divine purpose, his plans, and his provision. I think to be in the dark would be to not know what God is doing. And so many times religiously that's an acceptable uh, level, but it's also a lie that we cannot know what God is doing. The Bible says this, Jesus said, because you're my friends, I call you my friends, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. He also said this. He said, I came to show you openly, freely, what the, what the Father is like, who the Father really is. I came to reveal to you the Father. So don't be deceived into believing that you can't know what God is doing. He needs you to know what he's doing. He wants you to know what he's doing so you and I can join him in his work. As partners, God has purposed uh, for us to grow up into all things, the Bible says, into the full stature of Jesus Christ. Well, the picture that we have of Jesus was, was as the Son manifested the son putting on display showing the world the father's will and the father's way full stature is that we grow up and we work in partnership with god god doesn't do anything all by himself he needs someone a man or a woman to believe him and to work with him in the earth and we have been chosen by God to be uh, the display, the manifestation, the demonstration of his divine purpose, his plans, his provision. He's chosen us to do life together with us. And that life is a kingdom life. It's a blessed life. It's the eternal life that Jesus speaks of. We are also chosen for the mission. 
We have the great commandment that to be like God is to be loved by God first, but then to love like God, to be loved and then to love like God, like God loves. That's the great commandment. And when we, when we are concerned with the great commandment, then it only follows suit that we would also realize that the great commandment will not allow us to just set aside the great commission. There are really only a couple of things that we need to concern ourselves with that life is all about here. Number one is living the life of love, loving God and loving others, being loved by God, accepting our own self that God loves us and he's with us and he's for us never against us he matter of fact he says no one and nothing can be against you if I'm for you and I'm with you because I love you and the second would be this he said and because you're so greatly loved go into all the world and show people that love share with other people who don't know what you know show them the love that the Father has for them. Pretty simple to be able to just do two things instead of all of the things that the world tells us. This is where real fulfillment and real happiness comes from, and it's not. Trust me, you know, we we are very blessed. We live a very blessed uh, life, honestly. Uh, We still have hopes and dreams and aspirations of greater things because I believe that's growth. I don't believe it's greed. Uh, I believe that as we give to God, we learn to uh, give God access and, into our lives and to direct our lives. That he frees us from greed by causing us to live a life that gives. And there'll be tests along the way. Anything you set your heart on that's above and before God, God may ask you for that Isaac someday. God may ask you for that thing if it becomes an idol. And you don't want it in your life if it competes with God. You only want it in your life if it complements and completes your life in God. It's showing God uh, of who he is and what he's like. The mission is the great commission. Jesus said, go into all the world and let your life display, let your life preach the gospel. Teach people to obey through a life that is obeying. Teach people my will and my way by you walking in my will and my way. And be a disciple, a true follower of Jesus. And he said, I am with you. And everywhere you go and you're, and you're living this word, you're waiting on this word, and you're hearing this word, and you're obeying this word, he goes, I will work with you. And there will be signs that closely accompany the word that you and I are working and walking in and believing. You know, there is a purpose in God that as we grow up into the full stature of Jesus. We're not to remain babies. We're not to remain little children. We are to grow up into him. The Bible says in all things, and all things then in our life, all the blessings of God, 
All of God making you more than you have ever been or than you are even right now is his purpose that you would be conformed to the image of his dear son Jesus who was only concerned with one thing and that was to be a blessing. All the blessings add up to you becoming a blessing and actually being a blessing to God and for God. See, to be blessed by God is, has to culminate in that we are then to bless others for God. You know, the principle uh, of this fast that he has chosen is sacrifice. And it's a sacrifice that comes out of sacrificial love and shows itself in a sacrificial seed. To bless that blessings may come to another. The reoccurring theme here in this, he says, is it not to share? Is it not to give? Is it not to uh, not ignore or turn away from your own flesh and blood? That's the, the purpose behind of the motive behind the move. Now, many people fast. All, all kinds of religions fast. You know, you can go down to the local gym, and, and I'm nothing against that, you know. Uh, I don't know why, but years ago I had a job where we lifted 100-pound sacks of grain off of the floor, put them on a truck, and towed them down in the barn, dumped them out, and I felt the need that, uh, you know, I'd work all day doing that, and then I'd go to Gold's Gym. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> to get in shape, you know. Uh Anyhow, uh, and there's not, listen, I, I think we need to be fit. We need to, to be healthy. We need to take good care of the temple uh, that, so we can live, uh, you know, uh, long uh, and strong where that is concerned. Um, but don't be overly concerned with all of those things. Amen. You know, uh, there are folks that, uh, that have nothing. And we need to be concerned with them as well. Now, uh, a, a seed is required. A sacrificial seed is a significant seed. And a seed is required for a harvest to happen. A seed is required for a harvest to happen. This, this we understand as we grow up in life. As we begin to mature and understand, you know, food just doesn't, magically appear in the refrigerator. Toilet paper does not suddenly surprise us in full supply. See, gas does not, uh, and, you know, and, you know, lately it costs a little bit more than it did before. Amen. But that's all right. You're going to, and I'm going to have more faith uh, than before. Amen. Uh, Life goes up and down. Prices go up and down, all that. But our faith needs to go up and up and up. And we need to get freed up to the place that you have complete and total liberty over every thing in your life under God so that it can become seed that 
uh, you need to produce the harvest that you want or that God wants to make happen in other people's lives. Can we agree with that? See, we can choose to sow. Here's the sacrifice. We can choose to sow as a seed for others to be blessed rather than that which could have been eaten or consumed by bread for ourselves alone. That's a choice. And life is full of percentages, isn't it? Every harvest that comes in includes seed for sowing and bread for eating. If it's all bread, then there'll, uh, there'll be no seed. If it's all seed, there'll be no bread. There's a balance in there, and we need to learn those. And the best one uh, uh, to teach us that is the Lord of the harvest. So when every harvest comes, you don't just need him to lord your seed. You need him to lord your harvest. When the harvest comes in, say, Lord, what should I do? How much is seed? How much is bread? The Lordship of Jesus. Um, There is, in 2021, there has been a prophetic word that there's a significant shift in priority and practice. And that would be from being blessed where life has been about getting. And we need to get, don't we? We have to get eggs if we're going to have a farm boy breakfast in the morning. We need to get gas if we're going to get from here to there and back again. Amen. See? Uh, but it is from the priority of being blessed and life being about getting to being a blessing and life being about giving. See, you can't give if you don't know how to get. Amen. But don't confuse the two, because a lot of times the getting lives on top, especially in the culture that we live in. It's very difficult uh, to um, not be poor in a very prosperous, uh, quote, prosperous uh, place. See, to be poor in in the midst of prosperity is it's, it's just, it's never enough. It's all about greed. It's all about getting. And it's all consumed on our own lust. But to be rich, truly rich, in, uh, in, whether in prosperous times or times that are more challenging, is to realize that, well, I'm not limited in life because I'm going to be living out of my giving. And I'm living for the giving. The reason why I'm here is to be a blessing. And, and the Lord knows that he's already said this. He said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So life, our believing shouldn't just be about receiving. It should be about believing for the giving. The more blessed. How many of you would like to ex- have an expansion of the blessing in your life? How many would you like to move from a plate to a platter? A plate is all you can eat and more. I mean, more than you can see anywhere to use. And you can share some off of your plate. But a platter is for service to others. A platter is a, is a supersized that you're not going to, you know, regret later on in your life. Amen. It, it actually goes 
our seeds are significant to the place that they are forever seeds when we're concerned. When we take out of the temporal of this life and we can actually use that to establish eternal in the life that we're living right now. But it is a life that is to come that is unending. The, 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 the object of this life, the goal of this life is not to have the biggest pile on top of your grave. And people say, look how blessed and prosperous they were. No, it's when we get to heaven and stand in front of God and God says, now all of the what I did for you was so that it was about the who you have here for me. The what is all about the who. People for your life. What does that mean? You give your life to God. Your everyday working life. When you drive the truck. When you hay the cows. When you go to the grocery store. When you take care of, of little children. When, when you do what you do. See, in worship uh, to God, in a, as a sacrifice uh, to God, and honoring God. All of that should add up to someone will be influenced, someone will have had the opportunity to say yay or nay, because we brought the good news to them that life is about loving God and serving God and serving up this opportunity for other people. Living happy lives, the Bible says. Peaceful lives, joyful lives. Lives that are full of right things and right people. Amen. Honors God. But the greatest honor that we can give God is what he wants the most. It is people for his life. It's a family. So there's a significant shift. And it's a decision. It's a choice it's simply saying you know what this is going to be on top i got to do both there there are two parts to the equation i have to get in order to give but i'm living for the giving and the getting is going to follow that proper motivation and every move i make is going to be is going to be motivated i'm going i'm purposed to be more of a blessing and I understand in order to do that, and God and I are in agreement, see, I've opened my heart wider, which makes a bigger pipeline for God to move more into my life because he wants, because he knows that I want to, together with him, move more through my life. The, every expansion in our life should be an expansion of, of a harvest. That's good and proper. He's the Lord of the harvest. Do you think that God is willing to give up any people group? Any territory? Any ground? To the one uh, that is against uh, people. The devil who hates people. The devil who wants to destroy people. The devil who has, who has determined that his destiny is in hell and he would like to give people hell and bring and and keep people in, get people into hell and keep them in hell forever. God's not willing to give up one inch, one life, one soul. And neither should we. But we expend that one life, one soul, one, 
one giving at a time. Amen. One day at a time. You know, there's a law of requirement and reward. If we choose to do the requirement. And we're blessed when we do. See, this is a, this is a doozy of a year. It's doing things. It's getting things done. When we stand in front of God, God will not go, well-intentioned, good. and Well said. I heard what you said. You, you said it well. Well thought. No, he's going to say, well done. It's about getting things done. Say, in 2021, it's about getting greater things done with and for the greater one. Amen. You're called to greater things than these, greater works. The, if we choose to do the requirement, in listen, in effect, we have chosen to be richly rewarded. In, in choosing a harvest, see, we have accepted the requirements. If our harvest is going to be greater, it stands to reason, well, I, I've, I, I've got to have a greater seed. In order to have a greater seed, that's probably going to mean some expansions around seed sowing and seed growing in my life. Starting with my heart and my, my, my mind needs to be renewed to that, ty- that type of a prosperity. Amen. Now see, we measure it. We measure rich and poor by the world's standards. God doesn't measure it that way. See, he measures... Uh, he measures rich and poor like the widow woman that had thrown in two pennies. And he said she gave more than everybody here because her heart was more in it than anybody here. They gave out of what they would never miss. She gave all. She had all her faith out there. And that's what a faith promise is. It's not what you can do. It's a faith in what God can do. A faith promise is, a, is not in this is what I can do. But God says, no, I want you to live by faith and let's grow your faith and expand your faith out there. I want you to believe me for what I can do. And God will tell you something that you go, well, you'll have to do that because I can't do that. That's, I'm giving you some qualifying and some required, you know, uh, requirements along the line to really hear from God. Now, don't be ridiculous from the standpoint. Say, well, you know, God, I'm going to give a million dollars. No, you ain't. You ain't got million dollar manifesting. You can't manifest a million dollars. Amen. And God and the fact that you can't means that God know you, you know, you can't be entrusted with that right now. You know, well, God to go, what about the two dollar that you have? Well, now I need that. Yes, you you have the seed that you need to to Together with God, listen, sow and grow the harvest that you both desire. Start with what you have. And what you have is a manifestation of your faith. It's a demonstration of your faith, what you can believe God for. And, and God didn't say, you know, uh, he always, in trying to expand our faith, he'll set the bar higher. It'll be beyond where you are right now. An expansion of faith would be, and God's interested in you growing up in your faith. The full stature of Jesus is Jesus operated by faith. 
He says, it's not me, it's the Father in me. He's the one doing the words. I have faith in him. You have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. If you have the faith of God, nothing's impossible to you. Now, faith in God is based on what God says he will do. Based out of what God can do. And now listen, uh, one man said, you know, if you can do anything, I'm not sure what you can do. And Jesus said, that's not the issue. He goes, what can you believe? What can you faith for? And the man had the right answer. It was over his child and healing. But it's the same way for any, any kind of prosperity in our life. Health or wealth or deliverance, whatever it is. He said, if you can believe, anything is possible. All things are possible to him that believes. That's the question, is what's your measure of God? God, you know, we, we cannot fathom, you know... God is completely loaded. I mean rich, rich, rich. This is just a minuscule planet compared to even just the solar system that we live in. And and science has proven there are others. I knew it. I'm telling you. I knew that. I knew Star Trek was real. I'm not talking. Come back to earth with me. Amen. Well, I just believe there's life on other planets. Absolutely. There's heaven. They're alive there. <laughs> oh, get for real, Pastor. I, I you know, about as real as it gets. The, the thing is, is the, cre- the creator, if he don't got it, he'll create it. It took him six days to do this little old thing. And it'd take you 14,000 lifetimes to explore half of it. And still not get more than an inch below the surface. Think about that. He's a big God. He's got a plenty. It's us that have to expand. Amen. Amen. All right. So our faith promise offering is is a fast before the Lord. It is preferring others above ourselves. It is to is putting others first. That's why we do it here at the first of the year. Now, why is that? Because you sow your seed before you reap your harvest. Now, this is how faith operates. It it it's not some Huge, you know, uh, ununderstandable thing. Jesus told the the bottom line ABCs of faith in the first parable, and he said, "You need to understand this." He goes, "A sower sows the word, and the word will produce." He said, "Now this is the kind of conditions it won't produce in. The devil will steal it immediately. The the." Uh, the rocky ground, the hard path, the hard heart, the rocky soil, you know, uh, the, uh, um, the thorny ground. But then he said there, are, there is the rich, open-hearted the soil that will produce 30. And even then there are measurements, 30, 60, and 100 fold. Amen. Some, a little more, and a whole lot. Amen. All right. 
But this is, is putting others first, and it's to help those who are suffering in bondage, oppressed, and are needy. Uh, the, uh, let's turn over, as you and I consider these things, this offering, and that's what we're talking uh, about here um, today. But remember, we're, we're really, it wouldn't be any different than if we were a group of, of uh, uh, gardeners or a group of farmers or getting together deciding uh, on uh, what we were going to do about this year's crops, this year's harvest. We're planning for a, uh, a prosperous future. And so when we're looking at the harvest, being, we're purposed to be a blessing, and we want people for our lives. We want people locally, and we want people globally. We're, we cannot just do one or the other. We must do both at the same time. And actually, it's a powerful thing when we, when we cast our seed away from ourselves of how the harvest comes back close to ourselves. When we're, uh, when we're a blessing to those that have no way, that we're not going to be directly affected by them. They're never going to come to this church. They're never going to come to your home. But they're going to be in the kingdom of God because you did something to help them to have the opportunity to hear the gospel. All right? Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Now this is, this is uh, specifics about offering. Now remember, God requires us to tithe. The tithe puts you in partnership and under the provision and protection, underneath the blessing of God. Where God is your God. It's a declaration. God is my God. He's my source. He's my Source of provision and protection. That's the tithe. The offering is a measurement that determines the, the pouring out of extra into your life. Now think about that for a minute. It's true. He says this, and we're to prove him at both levels, in both measurements. God's wanting to be proved... Where the offering is concerned. In the Bible, there are many instructions about that. This is one of them, 2 Corinthians 9, where Paul said, Now about the offering that is to be made for the saints, God's people in Jerusalem, is quite superfluous that I should write you. For I am well acquainted with your willingness, your readiness, and your eagerness to promote it. And I have proudly told about you to the people of Macedonia, saying that Acacia, most of Greece, has been prepared since last year for this contribution. And consequently, your enthusiasm has stimulated the majority of them. Still, I'm sending the brethren on to you, lest our pride in you should be made an empty boast in this particular case, and so that you may well may be already, as I told them you would be, lest if any Macedonian should come with me and find you unprepared for this generosity, we, to say nothing of yourselves, be humiliated for your being, for our being so confident. That is why I thought it necessary to urge these brethren to go to you before I do and make arrangements in advance for this bountiful promise gift of yours so that it may be ready not as an extortion wrung out of you but as a generous and willing gift now this qualifies offering it is it's something that we're prepared for 
is something we have faith for, is something that we, that we are purposed about, and it is a willing thing. It, it is a willing thing. The whole uh, context of this in chapter uh, 8 talks about not in accordance with what you don't have, but what you do have. Now listen, not in hand, but in heart. The faith that you do have. If your heart is stirred to, towards, Lord, I want to do more. I want to be more of a blessing. And God sees and says, and, and, you, and our heart is, if I had it, I would do it. God says, well, let's see about getting your hand up into the same measurement as your heart. I'm looking for the heart. I'll take care of the hand. That's believing God as a provider. Get the motive right. You'll see God move. Oh, you'll see God move. Oh, my, will you see God move. Now, listen. You know, this is, this is why really a significancy to something that God will take the time you know, uh, to sit down with you and to really you and him hash it out together. Find out where your faith is, where your heart is. You know, uh, understand. And how many of you know God sees the red in your checkbook? I mean your checkbook. <laughs> God, sees the, God sees where your bottom line is. But you know, my bottom line in my checkbook is not my bottom line in my faith in God. Amen. Because, listen, I'll tell you, there's profit sharing with God. There's commission with God. Amen. I said, you can, be, you can go on commission with God. You don't have to stay stuck at the salary. You can go on commission. And percentage-wise, he'll keep up in, the, up in the ante to where you realize, Ben, I can do a lot better on commission than I ever did on salary. Salaries, the bottom line, the baseline, so that I don't starve out and that I can learn how to live on commission. Moving right along. Remember, listen, he said, remember this. He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously. Now, here's the definition of generously from the Amplified Bible, that blessings may come to someone. This is generosity. I'm sowing, giving that blessings may come to someone. Well, of course, of course, blessings going to come back to you, increase, because you're sowing that blessings may come to someone. You're sacrificing bread you could have used for you, investing it in God's program for other people, and God's going to increase that. And he's gonna, and you're gonna be more blessed to give than to just receive. That that blessing goes further when you when you throw it forward as a seed than it ever did putting it in the pot, boiling it up. Are you listening? Put some cornbread with it and calling it, you know, supper. All right. Let each one give as he's made up his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion for God. Now, now see, <clears throat> this, you know, you should never, uh, uh, and we're purposed to do this. God forgive, you know, 
God forbid that we ever give up here and just pull on folks. Pull on, you know, well, you're obligated. Well, you need to. Well, you know, the whole thing's going down the tubes if, if you don't. That, that's not, how can you be cheerful in that? Isn't that right? You know, you, we, can, we need time to make up our own mind, purpose in our own heart, and understand I am partnering with God in a purpose and a plan and a completely paid for and provided for thing where everybody wins. God wins, and boy, I, will, I love to see God win. He is glorious and victorious. And when God wins, man, I win, I'm with God, and God's with me. And when other people win, how that win, win, win. Nobody has to lose in God's thing. Nobody loses out. He said the poor would always be among you, but you know what? And you can give to them any time that, uh, that you want. But he also said this. He goes, let the poor say, I'm rich. The good news is that poor, here's a plan. Jesus came to preach the gospel to the poor, the good news. He said, good news to the poor, announce it to the poor. Now, understand, it was a people that if you got poor in Israel, you sold yourself as a slave. You were sold out to another one, and you served them until the year of Jubilee, which Jesus came, he said, I'm here to set you free. You don't have to be poor no more. You're going back to original inheritance, and you get a chance to redo it all over again, learn some hard lessons, but do it better this time. Rebuild better this time. Amen? What about that? That's good news, isn't it? Amen. Is it good news to you today that if you're in a situation that's less than where you'd like to be, good news. You can, you can go on commission with God, get involved with God. Here's a plan to prosper your life. Look at how this goes down in a, uh, in a little, you can become joyous and prompt to do it, giver whose heart is in his giving. It says, and God, now and connects the two thoughts, right? And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always, under all circumstances, whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. As it is written, he, the benevolent person, he or she, scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. I can give... At, at will, I can give whatever I want to give. The measurement that's in my heart to give, I'll have it in my hand. Why? Because I'm operating with a God who is well able. Boy, this is a wonderful point of discovery. There's something about when you sow a seed. Number one, God cannot ignore it. He's the Lord of the harvest of seed. Number two, it's automatic expectation. Now, here's your homework. Go home, get a little styrofoam uh, cup, put some dirt in it, and put a seed in there and see what happens. I'll guarantee you, if we put a trail camera on you, a game camera on you that took pictures, it's going to have a picture of your nose looking over that little cup and going, when is it going to come up? I wonder if it's going to come up. Is it good ground? Is it good seed? It, a seed has a built-in expectation of something happening. 
And if you follow all that way through, if you put a watermelon seed in there, you're not just going to get one watermelon. You can get one vine with some branches. And if you take good care of it, maybe three or four watermelons. Even if you just got one watermelon, cut that thing open. How many seeds in that watermelon? From the one seed you put in. Now we're talking watermelon because you know they're five, six, seven, eight dollars a piece. And see, if you start running that out, you go, you know what? Now somebody making money off this watermelon. It might as well be me. Well, you ain't got no land. You ain't got this. Yeah, but the neighbor's got a backyard. It's full of junk. He won't do nothing with it. I'm going to go over there and offer to clean up his junk. There's metal, all kind of stuff over there. I'm going to take that metal and cash that in. Amen. I'm going to up. I'm going to upgrade the neighborhood and my house is going to be worth more because I cleaned up his mess. And I'm going to say, all I want is I'm going to be able to, I want a garden. You got enough space. To, and he'll say, well, go on ahead. I'm going to give you some watermelon now. See? And then pretty soon the whole neighborhood said, I heard you got watermelon. There you are. You don't have a lemonade stand. You got a watermelon stand out there. By the slice. Oh, you want a whole one? Well, it's more expensive as a whole one because, see, I make more money by the, don't tell them that. I make more money by the slice. Oh, you don't want, you don't want to have to cut it and all that. Don't worry, we'll package it for you. But it's not going to cost a little bit more. I mean, from one seed followed all the way out through. And I mean, you let your imagination go and see as God sees and God says, yeah, just what I said, little watermelon queen, watermelon king corner on the watermelon market when people say watermelon they go that huh that's him mm-hmm. hey where can i get any watermelon let me tell you here's the guy here's the girl i mean you are associated with watermelon oh there ain't no what don't believe the world there ain't no money in watermelon go down there to florida go out to california you know go to alabama in the summertime honey all them folks ain't going broke growing watermelon. It ain't going to stay what you put in. You're going to get out a lot more than what you put in when it's a seed. And when it's believed properly. Amen. It says, as is written, the benevolent person scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. Now see, the missions that we're, that, that we're, uh, we're supporting... Uh, you know, their economies are not the same as ours. You know? Uh, and, you know, and in these practical things, like uh, uh, drilling wells and, and helping, you know, uh, people learn how to garden and farm with pigs and uh, microfinance, uh, helping people start businesses and things like that. It it shows them a, uh, a God who cares about them, not just eternally, but practically. Amen? That, that it's a practical love in their life. Amen? And I understand. You know, listen, we got poor folks here in America, but now he- hear me. All right? The poorest person in America is by far richer. Are you listening? By far by far richer when you go to some of the places where you and I are sending the good news of the gospel to. By far. Amen. I don't know how much 
this is a land of opportunity. And that's true. I understand that there are some, you know, there is always going to be injustice. But now listen, that's the truth in the world system. I'm sorry. All right. There's been a great wrong and injustice perpetrated on the human race. They're born in sin and under the dominion of sin until they accept Jesus. Our job is let's hit at the bottleneck and let's give people the opportunity to hear about Jesus. Are you listening? Both here and abroad. Amen. Locally and globally. And now look at what he says here. He goes, his deeds, the doing of the, of the giving, of the sowing, his deeds of justice. Here's how you bring justice, true justice, God's justice. <laughs> I'm not going down that rabbit trail, but I'm just going to tell you. Listen, uh, we need to let the Bible define us. This is who we are. Not the world. This is who we are. Amen? Because at the cross, it's level. The blood, available to all. The Holy Spirit, anyone who believes. The Word of God, freely available to anyone. And God's justice, it's a different system. And it operates even within this system. There's sometimes I'm saying, God, I'm going to tell you what now. That's just wrong. God says, yeah, but in the end, I'm going to make it right. And remember that in between is, how many of you know, I'm glad that my father did not hang me, did not shoot me, did not bury me for the wrongs I did as a kid. And I did some wrong things. I shot two porcupines one time that fell in the spring that fed the water to our house and didn't tell anybody. Till the water was putrefied. Until my father investigated it. And then it was a whodunit and then, you know, it was me. I mean, the whole house, the whole farm had to Clorox and it was no small thing. I'm glad that my father didn't, you know, give me the death sentence because I pulled out the, his pistol uh, out of the nightstand and was playing Russian roulette with it and shot a hole, broke the mirror, and, uh, uh, you know, went into the bedroom wall through into my sister's bedroom. I'm glad my dad didn't, you know, just say, that's it, you're done. I mean, you know, two strikes, you're out, buddy. I didn't get justice, I got mercy because he believed that someday I would know better. And when I know better, I would do better. And I'll tell you something, there's a lot of stuff out there, like Jesus said, they don't know any better. So forgive them because mercy's saying someday when they know better, they'll do better. Are you listening? And that's God's justice. I don't like that. Well, you know, I, you know, you can have your own conversation with the judge of all. But anyway, in this it says the deeds of his deeds of justice, giving, scattering and giving to the poor is a deed of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence that will go on and endure forever. We are concerned with eternal things, eternal condition and position, eternal direction and destiny and decisions, aren't we, as the church? First our own and then for other people. Amen. Now don't, please don't, you know, ask me to explain the full and complete and total 
uh, you know, meaning of life today. I can't do that. We can't stay here that long. I would attempt it. <laughs> Amen. And, and love me enough that you may not agree, you know, the, the wonderful thing is that, listen, listen, together we see a whole and a better picture than all by ourselves. You're here to help me understand, and I'm here to help you understand. And together we're just trying to understand God and understand that we need to be involved in his plan. And the greatest thing, listen, I'm convinced of this. I am still convinced of this. That the greatest thing that I can do for people, first of all, is pray for people. The second greatest thing I can do is share the word with people. The third greatest thing that I can do for people is live this life in front of them and demonstrate and manifest the love of God to them. And that's all. Amen. Because I want people for my life. I, I, I bought into this thing when I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Amen. And you know, you get a little bit older, you realize you don't have to prove everything. You don't have to prove that you're right. Listen, let him be right. He'll make it out all right. There are some things that, like we read in 2 Corinthians, right now it's hard to understand. But later on, see, love will perfect it all. And love will bring us to a place where, we under, where we're known as we, as we are known by God. Where we see clearly everything. The walk of faith is right now at the beginning of the year, we don't know what the whole year holds. But the principle still applies. Sowing, growing, and reaping. Amen. So success is I'm going to do today. And today I'm being presented with something to pray over, something to consider that's going to affect the rest of the days for this year. I've got to decide my harvest and deciding my harvest, now I have to find out what's required to have that harvest. See? And my harvest is not just within the context of 2021 and all of the things that need to be done and all the things I want and desire and my hopes and my dreams. It is 2021 is part of a forever plan. Twenty twenty one, I'm working an eternal plan with God. What I do in 2021, according to this verse of Scripture, it says it will go on and endure forever. What a wonderful plan for your life. God has, God has, you are destined for more than just surviving and getting through and getting that chocolate cupcake that you want so bad. Or fried chicken or whatever it is that you're dreaming about right now. Or the new car, or the bigger house, all that. I tell you, there's a greater plan, and there's a greater thing for your life, destined by the greater one, and this is part of it. Amen. You know, even in the natural, uh, we understand that investment doesn't always immediately pay right now, but it's it's over time and down the road that there's the increase from that investment, and we'll be glad that we did. That we sacrifice now for the harvest for later on. Amen. No greater investment uh, than the next generation. Than the new ones. And aren't you glad that God has declared that in heaven. There will be more than just the little circle that you knew. 
that you are privileged to influence right here in your local domain. There'll be people in heaven of every tribe, every kindred, and every nation. Listen, that when you, you'll be known as you're known by God, it'll be very clear then. They won't know your name, but they'll know you had a part in Jesus. Amen. And then coming to Jesus. So Pastor Ron's going to come. We're going to uh, give you an opportunity today. That's the starting place of everything. Living this blessed life and uh, being a blessing is, is Jesus your partner? Have you partnered with Jesus as Lord of your life? Let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Take over my life. I want to give you what you want. I don't want my life to be just about me. I want it to be about you. And I want it to be about others. I want people for my life. I want a life that lasts. I want a life that matters. I want a life that makes a difference. I want a life that counts for what matters most. And you've already said what matters most. Your family. So Lord, I thank you today for saving me. And I thank you for saving me for more than just what my life has been. But saving me for what it will become. Amen. Now if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, then Jesus is your Lord. And I'll tell you, he will be the Lord of every harvest of your life. And if you'll let your life be a seed, as Jesus was, he said, I came to give my life as a ransom for many, a seed for a harvest, a seed for a harvest, a seed for a harvest of many lives being rescued, many lives being saved. There's nothing greater. There's nothing that matters more. And I want to congratulate you uh, today if you did that. Oh, you're about to live such a wonderful, beautiful life of discovery of the destiny that God has for you. He has set you in the right direction. One of those things that you can do is let us know, write us, uh, contact us here at the church. We've got some uh, road maps, some materials that will help you in your first few steps and get you up and get you running and going in the right direction and strengthen you and uh, and help you. We'd love to do that. Until then, uh, we look forward to being with you the next time. We look forward to hearing from you. God bless you. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.